We thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Good morning, Lake Church. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is good yes. and greatly to be praised. Amen. amen. Well, we've got uh, some families to minister to here. We've got uh, some new additions. You know, we've just had a wonderful influx of babies come into the church, and it's just extremely um, joyous to see these families celebrate, many of them believing God for children and God answering their prayer. Amen? And uh, so we're going to uh, dedicate a couple of our children here, um, and it's good to have Ezekiel with us. Ezekiel is with us, uh, and I believe uh, Daddy's here, the new Daddy right here, Clayton. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful baby. Hallelujah. And we'll look forward to seeing him when he gets arrives, and Mama and him are doing real well, and uh, excited about what the Lord is doing, for he is blessing us and blessing the young families of Lake Church. But we want to uh, dedicate Gabriel and uh, Liam Enfeld uh, this morning. So I'm going to ask the family to come on up and bring those fine young men up here. And uh, we are grateful for them. <clears throat> Amen. You know, the Bible says that children are the heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. And we believe that. Amen. And one thing that we need to understand is that we don't necessarily dedicate in the sense uh, the child, we dedicate the parents because the parents are stewards of these gifts. God saw fit to open the womb and to cause these precious children to come into their life so that these two very vibrant young people with lots of energy, a lot more than I have today, <laughs> can take care of two boys and raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We believe that every child is an image of God, an imager, and has giftings placed within them to do what God has called them to do in the earth. These are answers to life's dilemmas right now. Amen? And uh, God only knows what they will become, but they will give the illumination and wisdom and revelation to these parents to be able to lead and guide them and to help them and to train them up in the way that they should go. And when they were old, they will not depart from it. Do you believe that? Amen. That's what I believe. Amen. Hallelujah. So when we pray for these, you just walk around and show those handsome faces over there. See that, that over there? You see these handsome, handsome young men? Hallelujah. Despite their dad, they're beautiful. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. God has certainly graced you and given you such great gifts. Amen. So extend your hands as we pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you so much for the gift of God. We thank you for these beautiful, beautiful children. And we just set apart this family right now in the name of Jesus. And we just thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name that this family is dedicated to raise these children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I thank you that these gifts from God will be nurtured, uh, will uh, continue to be refined and continue 
to grow in their gifts and talents and that they will know the will of God for their life at a very young age. And there will be no confusion in their teen years and they will march forward into the plan and will of God for their life. Anoint these parents, give them illumination by the Holy Spirit to lead and guide them, to help them, to assist them in their endeavors and in their journey. And we pray this in the magnificent name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I've got these here for you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful. God is good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. <laughs> God bless you both. Let's give them a warm welcome as they... Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I'd like uh, Linda Cravens to come up here. We're going to pray over her. She's going into surgery tomorrow morning. And uh, we want to lift her up and lay hands on her in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We just pray all that will go well and that there'll be full mobility and full strength in her leg, Father, in the name of Jesus. And Father, in the name of Jesus, by the authority invested in me, by Jesus Christ, the head of the church, I speak right now, life, 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 right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you that no evil shall befall or no plague shall come nigh or dwelling. I thank you that the doctors will be illuminated as to what they need to do and everything they need to do and all will go perfectly and that there'll be a supernatural speeding up of the restoration process in the name of Jesus and restore unto her the years that have been lost of mobility of being without pain, of being able to go where she wants to go and do what she wants to do, I thank you that she'll be repaid sevenfold in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Luke, which has been our scripture, Luke 10, 19. And uh, I'm going to read it here, and uh, we're going to continue our thoughts on serpents and scorpions. And uh, I believe that the Lord has some special things for us today. But let's look at our text. Jesus says, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Amen? I tell you, that's good news. I said, that's good news. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus says, behold, look. He says, I told you so. He's excited about it. But the church isn't excited about it. And the church needs to get excited about it. Amen. Because it's the unseen stuff that's messing with your life. Well, I don't believe anything I can't see. Well, thoughts you can't see. Imaginings you can't see. Hello? Things that drift in your transom and in your head, you don't necessarily, can't put them under a microscope, but they're very real, aren't they? They create adverse effects in your body, don't they? They cause your moods to change and your attitudes to change. Isn't that amazing? That something that is unseen could cause you to kind of go in a direction that you don't want to go, say things that you don't want to say and do things that you don't want to do. 
Hello. But Jesus says, behold, look at this. He said, I've given you authority, my authority in the name of Jesus, to tread on serpents and scorpions. Amen? To tread on serpents and scorpions. That means to tread over and to treat, if you look it up in the Greek, to treat with contempt. That means that you get to, you know, you're not called to look down on your brother and sister. You're not called to look down on anybody else, but you can look down on the serpents and scorpions. You can condescend to the serpents and scorpions. Amen. Jesus did that. You know, when he was on the boat and the storm came and they woke him up and said, carest thou that we perish? And he got up and he rebuked the wind and the waves. And the word rebuke means to chide. It wasn't just, I rebuke you. And he began to chide. He began to talk to the storm. And those were entities. I've shared with this with you before. Those were entities because the names of the two, the wind and the waves, were gods of that era. And he spoke to them and he said, peace be still, praise God. Amen? Amen. He spoke peace. Anytime he faced a demon, he said, muzzle it. That's what he would say. He said, muzzle it right now. Amen? And praise God, you've got the ability to cause the muzzle to come on those serpents and scorpions that are trying to sting and bite you in your life. Amen? So we tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt us. Amen? That is good news. Now, we shared with you that serpents and scorpions, serpents have to do with trickery and deception and mind games. And then when it comes to scorpions, it has to do with affliction, bodily affliction, mental affliction that comes in. And we've got to understand that these two entities, these two metaphors, they'll bite, but the bite can be necessarily uh, overcome but the poison remains. So that's what the enemy desires to do. He desires to hit you and sit back and you may, the bruise may heal. The bite wound may, you know, scab and heal and grow over, but yet the poison remains in the system if it's not dealt with by the blood of Jesus and the word of God. Amen. And so you've got to understand that when the enemy comes and gives you his best shot, that we shouldn't necessarily focus on the bad report. We shouldn't necessarily focus on the pain. We shouldn't necessarily focus on the, you know, the, uh, the fact that we have a negative balance in our bank account. What we need to guard ourselves against is our response to the venom. Because the devil never goes after. He's a, he, he works in the long haul. He works, he, he, has, he, he plays the long game. So what he initially does is a setup for something down the road. So he can see what God is doing in your life. He can kind of get some, uh, ascertain what God is trying to do in your life. And he wants to stop it down the road. So he'll preemptively at times begin to afflict or begin to bring something in your life that will cause distraction 
that will cause you to impair your ability to see, impair your ability to walk the path the Lord has for you. In fact, to deceive means to wander away or to wander from. And so that's what he desires to do. He'll bring affliction to your life, physical affliction, mental affliction. He'll bring people in your life that will betray and hurt you and harm you and say things about you to get you to wander away from the course. And how many have ever wanted to quit before? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I've wanted to quit many times. Oh, just this last week. Amen. Hello. I'm telling you, it's real stuff. And you've got to learn that you've been given the ability to tread. Not to be scared of, but to tread over them. To make progress over them. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, let's look at Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 10. It says, finally, be strong in yourself. Is that what it says? No, we can't be strong in ourselves. It says, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, not your might. Amen. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the power of the devil. Is that what it says? No, it doesn't say that at all. It says the schemes of the devil. So the power of the enemy is in his trickery and his deception. It is not the fact that he can make you do anything. As a believer, he cannot make you do anything. Some of you are acting the fool. And you're saying, the devil made me do it. And that just ain't true. That's not true. You've got to cooperate with him. You've got to yield to him. He'll put all the stimuli around you. He'll create the environment. And he'll draw you away by your own lust and entice you. But you've got to pull the trigger. And he is good at tricking us. Amen. And the word schemes I shared with you last week is the word methodos in the Greek. And it is singular. It is not plural. And it means with a road. And so we've got to understand that he uses a road in his scheme. His scheme is not roads our schemes, our methods, it's one road. And we've got to understand what that road is. So the number one road that the devil travels upon or the only road that he travels upon to bring destruction, to steal, kill, and destroy from our life is found in the next uh, verse that we're going to go to. But let's look at Ephesians 6, 12. It says, for we do not wrestle. I'd like the period to be there, but it's not. We do wrestle, amen, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. See, he wants you to focus on people. He wants you to focus on that boss. He wants you to focus on that spouse. He wants you to focus on that kid. Hello? Because if he can get your focus on the kid, then you're not addressing the real problem. You're just picking fruit off of a tree that's got a deep root in it. And if we'll start speaking to the roots of things, we'll begin to see things dried up. Hello? Everything you're going on, that's going on in your life has an unseen source. And the Bible says, while we look not at the things which are seen, 
but the things which are unseen, for the things which are seen are temporary, they're going to change. The things that are unseen are, are uh, eternal. They'll never change. So we've got to learn to live our lives and focus our life on unseen things, not on seen things. See, you can focus on the scene, you can look at the scene, you can look at the symptom, you can look at this and you can treat this, treat this, treat this, but you've got to get down to the root. Yes. <sighs> Hallelujah. This is a day of deliverance. This is a day of freedom. Okay? So he goes, he says, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So you have this arrayed against you. This whole system is against you, opposed to you. So you've got rulers, you've got authorities, you've got cosmic powers. And this word is cosmocrater in the Greek. And it just means cosmic or system enforcer. And there are system enforcers in the kingdom of darkness. And they're kind of like the mafia. You know, if you want to really know how the kingdom of darkness works in the unseen realm, you just need to look at casinos and you just need to look at uh, organized crime. You just need to see how dictators work. That's how the kingdom of darkness works. So there are things that we can see in the natural that can give us light into what's going on in the spiritual, okay? And the cosmocrater or the cosmic um, enforcer or the uh, system enforcer will come in when you are about to break through in an area that they don't want you breaking through. They set the limitations in your life, much like organized crime in a city. Organized crime will only make, allow you to make so much money. Then they're going to extract more and more money for their services of protection. So they'll come in, they'll bring a couple of cosmocrotters. They'll bring a couple of thugs to come in there and to break something in your store and get your attention and, and, and try to intimidate and bark at you to get you to modify and to conform to what they desire. And that's what a cosmocrotter does. Cosmocrotter just says, you think you're going to get there? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. And they show up and they show up with words like this. You know what? You get on that plane, you're going to crash. Yeah, you're going to the doctor this week. They're going to find cancer. It'd be a shame if they found a tumor. And they can, come on, somebody, am I the only one that gets these thoughts? Hello. They're real. They don't like you. They're going to reject you. You know, they're going to turn on you. They're going to, they're going to cause all kinds of problems for you. You just need to just, you know, just break it off now because they're going to hurt you. They're going to hurt you and, you know, it'd be a shame for you to get hurt. Hello. When your family member goes on a trip, say they're going to die. They ain't going to come back. How many have heard these voices? I mean, these are, these are very strong voices in our life. And they're bullies. They bully you. Hello. Now, the Lord woke me up. One o'clock in the morning. I was having a good sleep, too. And he began to talk to me about this service, and I began to see some things in the spirit about this service. And uh, he wanted me uh, to confess to you. He wanted me to confess to you. And, uh, you know, it's very vulnerable for me to share this. I, I try to be as open and honest with you about my life as I possibly can. 
probably say too much. <laughs> but what I will tell you this is I'm a very scared individual. I hate to say that, but I am. I don't know why. I'm searching for the, the root of it. But you know, my calm and gentle demeanor <clears throat> masks a very complicated, confused, agitated, disappointed person on the inside. I'm my own worst enemy. And although I can appear calm and strong on the outside, I'm a fearful person on the inside. I'm afraid to go to the doctor. I'm afraid of the evil report. I'm afraid of failing. I'm afraid of failing you. I'm afraid of losing I'm afraid of losing my wife. I'm afraid of losing my family. I'm afraid of all these things. I'm afraid of being found weak or being not enough. I fear that. Hello. I'm afraid I'm going to die. Come on, come on, guys. You unlock it, get rid of it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Because the only way you're going to get free is if you're able to say, you know what, I'm in bondage. Because that's what fear does. Fear creates bondage and torment. And I can't, Kirby, I can't receive the love of God if I'm not willing to admit that I need it. Listen, I've been bit. You've been bit. We've been stung. Some of us have venom still in our veins. Can I just share from my heart today? Because yes, I believe freedom will come to many people. You know what? I'm a faith man. I believe God. I believe the word of God. I have to wrestle fear all the time. And so do you if you're honest. I have to wrestle it every time we get up. It comes at us pretty hard. Fear of failure. Fear of loss. Fear of uh, getting old. Hello? Fear of getting old. Fear of, you know, when you see people dying around you, fear that maybe, you know, you're next. I know people that get that. Hello? I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I am a person that doesn't wrestle with fear because I do. And if we're all honest, we all wrestle with it. But Jesus has the nerve to tell me I've given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. And I'm telling you, some of my treading over has been like a eight-year-old girl. Walking in a serpent pit. Hello. Lots of screams. Lots of yelling for daddy. 
I'd like to tell you that I've walked through the serpent pit with my head held high and my shoulders back. But there's been times I fell in it. Hello. You know, when I got hit in 2016, I, I'm a faith man. Lord raised me up out of deathbed three times. God is good. The initial situation got taken care of because you know what? The stripes of Jesus take care of my physical health. But the poison was still there. I don't know if you've ever had anything to do with your heart, but it's pretty scary. And so when your heart begins to fail, you know, you begin to build up fluid and liquid in your body. You begin to get hard to breathe, you know, you don't, don't have the strength that you used to, and your joints start to swell. And, um, and so when I got free, got out of the hospital, you know, they put me on some blood pressure medicine, things of that nature. They, they can't, don't have anything really to treat it. But we do, the Word of God, and the Word of God's true. The Lord is the strength of my heart, my portion forever. Amen. But there would be times, even preaching here, in which I'd feel my ankles swelling. I'd feel my knees swelling, and I knew exactly what it was. And fear would immediately grip me. It would immediately come on me. I remember one time, uh, just the Sunday before I went to the hospital the second time, I was preaching right over here. I can see myself to this day. It's one of those days I can't remember. I, I just absolutely felt my body liquidly, you know, my, my, my heart liquid, just becoming liquid and just, just... I didn't know if I was going to make it. Well, you know, the Lord healed me. Physical part was easy. It's up here. What is worse than cancer of the body? Cancer of the mind. What was the worst thing that, that happened to me? Is I just began to check myself all the time. Every time I take my socks off, shoes off, I check my ankles. It's a bad habit. It's a bad habit, just checking stuff, you know, all the time. If I had any kind of pain in my chest, you know, I'd get it. My mind would go and race to see. Here's the problem. I wasn't afraid of dying. I was afraid of going back to the hospital. You know, you can be more afraid of something that really don't matter. You know why I was afraid of going to the hospital again? Does anybody know? It's because I hate hospitals. No, they treated me good. They were good. Those are some of the best nurses in the world. I have to say, I, I, I know people talk about, you know, their particular things at particular uh, hospitals, and they got good and bad. But, you know, when I went to Hillcrest and went to Oklahoma Heart, they were the best in the world to me. God gave me favor. Help me. Amen. No, I was afraid of what you thought.
Because I guess what? I'm just like you. So, so I think just like you. And when someone gets in trouble, first thought that comes to my mind, what'd they do? Oh, don't look at me there, that sanctified tone of voice. Hello? What'd they do? They messed up. Something happened. Well, I have to tell you, my friends, I've told you my story. I've told you what happened to me. I told you what happened to me the first time. I told you what happened to me the second time. I told you what happened to me on the third time. And you know what? Some of the stuff I told you, the Lord's corrected me on and said, no, that's not it. Because guess what? We're progressively learning. See, because I felt that I had to give Clayton a reason so that I could, you know, somehow, you know, make myself look like I wasn't doing something wrong. Yeah. I'm just trying to bear, come on now. Does anybody struggle with this? Oh, yeah. You struggle with it when you have trouble. That's so good. And you're afraid, well, people are going to, you know, leave and people are going to not, you know, take any kind of, uh, my authority is, you know, you, all kinds of things come to you in the hospital bed. And in fact, the words, the Cosmocrotters, they showed up and they were kicking things around in my room, you know, and, and uh, just saying, yeah, you don't dare do what God's called you to do. You, you're, you're done. You're done, brother. It's over for you. It's over. And I really thought my ministry was done. I really thought that I'd probably resign and, you know, just be in an emeritus capacity or whatever, just an overseer. I thought it was over. Over, done. I said, how can people follow me? I'm broken. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm broken. You know, Pastor Kevin hadn't had no problems. I'm broke. I'm just telling you what the enemy would say. I'm not, this wasn't my thought thoughts. I could care less. Amen. I want Pastor Kevin to be healthy all his days. I want everybody to be healthy. I don't, I don't want what happened to me even on my in, in, worst enemy. I don't, don't want it. But this is what the devil would say. Well, you know what? You just might as well just hand it over, hand it over. You're done. You're through. Ain't nobody going to listen to you. Listen, I preached for almost four months with a defibrillator, with a defibrillator pack around my chest. You think that was fun? See, I'm sitting over here and we're worshiping God and people are praising the Lord and I got to speak and the devil's telling me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you dead the minute you get up there. That thing's going to go off. That thing had a horrible sound, too. I mean, it was horrible. You know, I'd, I'd have to sleep with it. And when I'd go the wrong way and one of those little things would get off, man, that thing would go off. Sounded like, you know, atomic bomb was about to go off. I'm telling you, just add it to the fear. 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 Every night. Every night. I have to wear that thing. And I said, that's it. I'm going to take it off. I ain't going to wear it. And when I wouldn't wear it, I'd be fearful that I wasn't wearing it. 
But me and Bob were out traveling. We went to Ricardo's and ate with Larry, Brother Larry one time. I wasn't wearing it. Feeling good, too. But after I got eaten one of them chili relenos. <laughs> I started feeling weird. Little did I know it was a medication. You see, I'm telling you what. Your medication is adding. I'm not saying not take medication, but I'm telling you. Medication will add to your fear. Because of the way you feel. I'm not saying don't take medication. I'm not against medication. I still take medication. I'm just saying it'll add to you sometimes because you won't feel right. And I don't like not feeling right. I was never anybody that ever took drugs. I was not somebody that smoked the reefer. I was not somebody that took pills. I was not somebody that drank. I did not like it. I like being in my right mind. So I don't like it. And even blood pressure meds can make you feel loopy. Hello? I'm sitting there feeling all loopy and all, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm panicking. I'm having panic attacks. I've never had panic attacks in all my days. And I'm having one driving the car with Bob on the, over there on the passenger side. And I pull over and I say, Bob, you got to drive. And I rip my shirt off. And I got that thing out and I started putting that thing on thinking it was going to save me. <laughs> this happened multiple times. I had the ambulance at my house three times because of anxiety attacks. Three times. All because I wasn't feeling right. I'd be sitting there eating and all of a sudden that medicine would kick in. And, whoa. and immediately what did the Cosmo Crotter do? You're having a heart attack. No, I was experiencing, you know, just an effect of the medicine. But he, that isn't what they said. That isn't what they said at all. You're dying. I mean, they were cruel, too. You talk about trash talk. They can trash talk. Yeah, your wife's going to marry a, a more handsome man. And your kids, they don't like you much anyway, but they'll really like him. And she's going to have the best sex of her life. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm telling you, they're, they're nasty. They're nasty. They're nasty. I'm serious. And I'd see reels of it. You know how you got your reels on your timeline? I'd see reels of her happy, you know, and everything. And she's just all fulfilled. And, and I'm gone. Hello, all my pictures taken down. Photoshopped out. My boys changed their last names. They got, a, they got adopted at 30. I'm serious, my friend. I'm speaking the truth. 
Hello? I'm telling you, he knows right where to get me. He, know, he knew my buttons. I mean, he'll tell you, man, you, you, you ain't taking care of your woman. You ain't going to take care of, you know, let me take care of her. You get on out of the way. And there's times when he would be very persuasive about me getting on out of the way. He said, you're just in people's way. You're just in Kevin's way. You're just in, you're just in, you know, Trevor's way. You're just in your boy's way. Hello. Get out of the way. You want to go to heaven anyway, don't you? Don't you want to be with Jesus? Oh, that's stuff they would tell me. Of course I want to be with Jesus, but I want to finish my course too. I want to do, I want to stand before the Lord and say, you know what? I did what I was supposed to do and I'm not there yet. I said, oh, it's, you can't grow that church anymore. You can't, you know, you're not successful. My goodness, man, it's been 15 years. You ain't been doing this. You ain't been doing that. This, this ain't happening. If it would have happened, it would have happened already. You just need to get on down the road. Stop. Just helping anybody? I tell you, he'll tell you that about your marriage. He'll tell you that about your business. He'll tell you that about your relationships. He'll tell you about, and he'll just do it all the time. Any pain in your body, it's cancer. Amen. Stub your toe, cancer. <laughs> and that's what they'll say. They don't give an inch. You're not going to say, Rachel, you're not going to say, could we have a timeout? I don't know if you've seen a bar fight, but you know when you're play fighting like in the gym and you're doing some wrestling, you can stop and say, hey, come on now. Let's, let's calm it down. Let's, uh, you know, let, let's quit for a minute, catch our breath. That doesn't happen in a scrap. And don't think you're going to get a timeout. you got to learn how to fight. Hello. you got to learn how to fight. Jesus said he's given me authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. Well, how, how am I going to tread on those things? They're unseen. How can I do it? Well, I have to speak to them. And I don't just speak to them with Greg's words. I got to speak to him with God's word because that's the only thing they understand. You can say, stop it, have mercy on me. They won't have mercy on you. You can say, time out. They're not going to do a time out. They're going to continue to harass you. They're going to continue to torment you. I'm telling you, I couldn't drive for a while, you know. I still have trouble driving at times. I'll just admit to you, I still have trouble driving at times um, because they, they try to come on me. Get me thinking about my breathing. That's the first thing. They get your focus off of the broad picture of the beautiful landscape or beautiful day or whatever day it is or the people that you're with. Get your focus totally off that and start thinking about you. Well, that last breath wasn't very strong. 
you're kind of breathing up here, brother. You kind of had a wheeze there. How many know what I'm talking about? You're going to die. And I'd see pictures of me going off the road, you know? See pictures of me driving off the Keystone Dam, you know, or something like that. I'm serious. I mean, he's very elaborate. He's got great special effects. I like them TV movies that you, I mean, they, they're real. You feel them and everything, and you're just sitting there, and you're paralyzed. You're paralyzed. Well, let me, let me give you some scriptures to help you out there, okay? Is this helping anybody? Notice this. Let's look at uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 26. And it's, it, it basically talks about preaching to the lost or preaching to those who are in error or in deception. Notice what this phrase says. I pointed this out. It says, and they may come to their what? Senses. Okay. When you have that focus, that selfish focus, you're not in your right mind. People are concerned about becoming insane. You're already there, friend. We have moments of insanity all the time. What does that mean? We're not optimally thinking. We don't have regulated thinking in an area. There are certain triggers that will reflexively trigger you that bring you and skew you into a place in which you're not in your right senses. Everything is muzzled. Everything is impaired. So it could be a word. It could be an event. It could be, you know, a feeling. It could be a smell. I remember my aunt, she was a librarian for 40 years in Tulsa. And she would be a librarian in some of the worst parts, parts of Tulsa. And um, a guy came in and robbed her, stole her car twice. Twice. Same guy. Same guy. And she was heavily traumatized by that. She was a single woman. Didn't have a husband. And he... Um, you know, held her up at knife point, stole her car. She found it both twice, everything. He wasn't a very smart criminal. <clears throat> but twice. She came to me years, 10, 15 years after the altercation happened. And she says, because when people get older, they're afraid to tell their, their family things because they're afraid they're going to be shipped off to the nursing home. So she was interested in some things that I was telling her about the Lord and stuff like that. And she looked at me and I could tell she wanted to talk to me about something serious. And she said, Greg, I don't want to tell you this because you're going to think I'm crazy. I said, I don't think you're crazy. 
She said, I've woke up in the middle of the night smelling that man's perfume, cologne. I said, well, what does that, you know, feel like? She said, oh, it just grips me all over just like I'm being violated again. All the emotions come up. I can't sleep, can't do anything over a smell. So we went in there, went in her house, and we cleaned her house out spiritually. She never had a problem again. See, it's the venom. The trauma had long passed. See, my trip to the hospital had been two to three years, but the venom was still in my system, and I wasn't in my right mind. I got to say this because the Lord told me to say it this morning. When you get sick and they begin to tell you that, you know, you've got a condition that could take your life at any moment, you try to do everything you can to live, okay? Now, I go to the Word of God, and I'm grateful for that, but they will suggest other things. They will suggest, you know, medicines. They'll suggest diet, things that you should have been doing, you know, for years and years and years. They'll tell you all that. Okay, this is going to set somebody free. All right. So, you know, I dropped a bunch of weight, you know, and got more attractive, even (laughs) even though you thought it wasn't possible. (laughs) Ta-da, it is. And, uh, you know, I was wearing, you know, 32 I don't wear those now, but I was wearing like 32-inch pants. And I mean, you know, not in the length. I mean, you know, <laughs> around the waist. And I mean, I was able to wear medium shirts. How, when's the last time any of us in this place wore medium shirts at middle school? You know, I mean... You know what? I'm telling you, the enemy is is tricky. That's why he's called a serpent. They say, well, you need to check your weight every morning. You know. And so I'm checking my weight every morning. And my whole day is either ruined are made by what that scale says. Some of you have been checking your weight too much. You got to take your blood pressure every day. Well, guess what? I get nervous taking my own blood pressure. And I don't have 30 minutes to wait on the reading that I want. Well, what does that make me feel? I was fearful of getting on them scales. I was fearful of, I was fearful of eating anything. You know, I couldn't even enjoy life. I'd eat filet of fish sandwiches every day because I knew if I ate that, I wouldn't gain anything. 
wouldn't eat anything else. And I was starving all the time. But boy, I could fit in them pants. I could wear that T-shirt. But I was miserable. Looked good, but I wasn't good. Do you know what I'm talking about? Looked good, but wasn't good. Wasn't good at all. My whole mindset, I wasn't in my senses. My whole life governed around that scale. Hello. See, sickness is an occupation. They move in to take over. Now they dictate to you your time and they dictate what you're going to spend your money on. I wasn't in my right mind. I couldn't even focus. You know, I had my routine, what I wanted to do, how much I was going to walk. I got addicted to my, my, my uh, pedometer. That is not how Christ wants you to live. Are these things bad in and of themselves? No. They're not. It was the fear associated with them that was the problem. It was the poison that was still going through my, because I'd been bit. I'd been stung. I didn't know what to do. I didn't have any clue how to get out of this. Because guess what? When you listen to certain voices, they'll tell you, this is your life. That's what they were telling me. This is your life. This is the rest of your physical life. You're going to be taking this medicine. You're going to be doing this stuff. And there was something on the inside of me that said, absolutely not. That is not my life. That is not what I'm going to be. That is not what I'm going... Now, that doesn't mean that I... Listen, I take, I take medicine, guys. It's not a problem. I go to the doctor. I just told you that I have a problem going to the doctor, but I go to the doctor. I get worked up about five days before. I don't know anybody that likes to get, you know, a blood pressure taken and an alarm go off on the machine. Alarms never mean good things. I'm not winning the jackpot at the Osage Hills. <laughs> but these guys will show up in the areas of your life and they'll push you around. And what's going on on the inside is far greater than what's going on on the outside. And you begin to see things that everybody's an enemy. Everybody's an enemy. The doctor's your enemy. The nurse is your enemy. They're keeping you from healing. That's not true at all. They're just telling you what they see. Doesn't mean it's the truth. Even they will admit that they don't know. They're just going by information. 
sometimes five and six years old from the last test you had. They're not going by anything new because they can't see inside you. But yet because you're so corrupted, you think anybody that says anything is against you. You're against my freedom. You're against my healing. You're against my... No, no, they're not. You're just not in your right senses. You're sensitive. But notice what it says. And escape from the snare. The word snare is trap. Strategy. Listen, it's all based on strategy with him. Every word spoken, everything experienced is all a setup. You've got to stop thinking that life is random. You've got to stop thinking that you have and live accidental history. There is a conspiracy against you. And the enemy has conspired and set up traps and plans for you. And there's a reason why aunt so-and-so said this. And there's a reason why your friend said this. And there's a reason why your neighbor came down with this. And there's a reason why your uncle died of this. There's a reason why dad lost this. There's a reason why. And over and over and over it builds into you something that the enemy can take a hold of and leverage in your life. If you were abandoned as a child, you will continuously fight off abandonment issues and rejection. You'll fight that off the rest of your life. Thank God Jesus can get you out of the snare of the enemy. He can get you out of that. But the enemy's always going to walk on that ground because he knows he's established a stronghold there. It's dependent upon you. You've got to realize that your soul's freedom depends on you. God requires you to use the tools he's given you to renew your mind and to get free in your soul. There ain't no laying on of hands that's going to get you out of that. You've got to get senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. Notice that. that is the, that's the focus of the enemy. To get you out of your senses. To get you in a trap. And to get you to, to a place of captivity where you do what he wants you to do. Is this too real for you? The Lord reminded me of a story in 1 Samuel chapter 23. It's a very short little story. But it's a story of a man by the name of Shama. 
Shammah was one of David's mighty men. He came to David in the cave of Adullam. How many remember the cave of Adullam? That was the cave that David escaped to because he had to leave his father's house to be able to be protected from King Saul who wanted to kill him. So he ends up in a cave and it says everyone that was disenfranchised, everyone that was broke, everybody that was angry and offended and mad at God, they all came to the cave. Kind of like starting a church. And they all came in and praise God, they stayed in that cave and they stayed around David and they stayed around what God was doing. And guess what? They became mighty men. Now the name Shama is very, very important because I've got my notes here and I'll read it to you here in a minute because I forgot it. But uh, the, the physical name Shama means lost, desolate, and astonished. Is that where you feel today? Do you feel lost? Do you feel desolate? Do you feel astonished? Like, how am I here? What's going on? Well, Shammah was one of David's mighty men, and he had a lentil field, lentil beans. And the Philistines would come, and that was the FIFO bunch that just showed up, you know. And they were, you know, of the giants, and they, they show up, and basically what they would do is they'd come and steal those beans. Every harvest time. How many of you said, we're having a good year, we're having a good year, it's been a good year, and then fall comes along, and Here comes the bunch. Here comes the mafia, the spiritual mafia. Oh, I see you got some beans here. Yeah, you really think you were going to do this behind my back? You really think that? And they'd harvest those beans and take them to the enemy's camp. And that's what the enemy does when he comes to you. When he comes to you, Jimmy, and he starts talking to you about everything you should be worried about. What's he doing? He's, he's taking your bean patch. Because when you take the beans out of the bean patch, you not only take the bean, but you take the seed for the next harvest. Because they cleaned it up. God's told you to do things. God's put dreams in your heart. Every time it looks like they're supposed to come in there, they show up. You think you're going to do that? I'm telling you, people will act a fool. You'll think, man, I'm fixing to step into something, and then all of a sudden the kid starts acting up. All of a sudden your marriage starts having some problems. All of a sudden, you see, the wise disciple realizes that problems have a source. Now, yeah, certainly we sow a lot of seed that causes problems. It's seed time and harvest, and that's what they use. See, we, we do stupid things, we reap stupid things. 
We say stupid things, we reap stupid things. They use that. They, they know that. They're legalists. And they show up. Just when you're ready to build that building, just when you're ready to expand and move, just when you're ready to get a new part of your business, or just when you're ready to have a child, and, and all of a sudden, man, they show up and they just begin to try to intimidate you to keep you from moving. And Jesus says, you've been given authority. Well, guess what? He, he'd had his bean field stole multiple times. This wasn't just one time. That's multiple times. What's your bean field? What's your pea patch? Boy, Sam, I had enough. Shammah had enough. And he decided to get in the middle of that bean field. And he drew a circle. Some of you need to be drawn in a circle. Yes. Truth. They said, no more. If you're going to come in here, you're going to deal with me. And here's the problem, guys. You're not speaking enough. You're not talking to those thoughts enough. You're not putting a circle around your pea patch. And you say, you know what? Come on. Here's the problem. We're running from our bean field. The minute he pushes us off, we retreat, we retire, we acquiesce, we stop. But Shammah had had enough. Because you know what else the word Shammah means? It's one of the covenant names of God. Have you ever heard of the word Jehovah Shammah? It means the Lord is where? That's right. The Lord is here. And I'm telling you, if you're going to stand against those harassing thoughts, if you're going to stand against the wiles of the devil, if you're going to stand against him continuously telling you you're never going to be healed, your marriage is never going to be restored, your kids are never going to come back, your life, you've lost it. It's never coming back. You're never going to have joy again. You're never going to be happy. You're never going to experience true freedom ever again. This is the way it's always going to be. You've got to know the Lord is here. Because the whole purpose of serpents and scorpions is to distract you from the truth that the Lord is here because the pain makes him feel far away. The hurt makes him feel distant. The trauma makes him feel like the heavens are brass. That's where they want you to think you are, 
They want to trick you into thinking that something can separate you from the love of Christ. But the Bible says in the 8th chapter of the book of Romans, it says nothing. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Absolutely nothing. But we can get so hurt, so beat down and so tired that we forget the presence of the Lord within us and we forget his presence around us. We are immersed and are drowning in his presence. But if he can convince you that that's not true, if he can get you to think, nah. Why would Jesus over and over say things like, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Why? Because we're in a battle. And we can get our eyes off of that truth and get so immersed in the battle that we forget that he's with us. We forget his presence. We're not working from the presence. We're, we're working to try to get the presence. We get so fatigued, we think we have to do things to get him to do something in our lives. And he's already there. He's already there at work, ready to, to act on our behalf. Shammah defended his bean field. And one man with the presence of God. I said one man with the presence of God. I said one man who believed that God was there. That God wasn't going to come in the future. And God wasn't about the past. God was in the here. And God is in the now. And God is right there. And God is here. He's in that hospital bed. He's in that hospital visit. He's in that jail cell. He's in that dark night when you're in your bed and you don't want to get up. He's there. The Lord is here. And praise God when he stood in that pea patch, those Philistines came in to try to get their quarter and he let them have it. He laid into them and he slew them one man slew all of the enemies that came after his bean field and guess what it's an example for you and i because there is someone coming after your harvest this morning there's someone that's going to be up and at them on monday morning and you've got to make a decision am i going to silently sit back and let them come in and take what I have so spent my time and energy trying to create, trying to make happen to sustain my life and to sustain my family. Am I going to allow them to continue to steal from my life or am I going to cause these thoughts to be brought under subjection to the Word of God? Am I going to speak to these harassing thoughts that are continuing to be barraged at me? Am I going to stop it? Am I going to say no more? Am I going to draw a circle around my particular area of my life? 
and be free. Because you don't have to live the way you're living. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Now, exactly what the Lord showed me was that there are people in this audience here and those that are watching online. You're not exempt from this at all. But some of you need to come up here in this broad open space or get out into the aisle there. And you need to draw yourself a circle. You need to draw yourself a circle. Stand in the midst of it and say, you know what? No more. No more. I'm not going to take it. You know, there are things that the doctor has told me and the doctor has told you. They don't mean it. Don't blame the doctor. But the words have had an effect on you. It's not what they said. It's how you took it. It's how you've received it. What you think about it. I remember when I had gotten an exceptionally bad report, my wife looked at me and she said, it will be as we say. It will be as we say. It won't be as they say. It will be as we say. And praise God, I found that to be true. I'm standing here alive and well and whole because of the work of Jesus Christ. But if you're going to mark your territory, you're going to mark your territory with the Word of God. You're going to mark it with, I will not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. You're going to mark it with, Jesus has redeemed me from the curse of the law. You're going to mark it with, behold, Jesus has given me authority over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm me. Did you know what he was quoting? He was quoting Psalm 91. He was quoting Psalm 91. You shall tread on the serpent and the adder and the young lion shall you trample underfoot. That's what he was quoting from. Is it true back then? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So that means it's true right now. Right now in your life, you have authority over the things that have stung you. There's no snake bite bigger than our God. There's no sting of the scorpion that supersedes what God has done for you in Christ Jesus. But I'm here to tell you, friends, as we worship, you can walk out of here same way you came in. Well, I'll wait till I get home. Don't. Football's on. You won't do it. But it's time for you to make a line make a circle say oh, this is off limits there's just some things you, you only have the power, power to control there's some things you don't have any control over but guess what you're going to put a circle around what you can I can control my prayer life I can control my relationship with God I can, I can control my mind I can control what I think on I can do that amen so I'm asking you, 
Don't walk out of here. You might think that these exercises are stupid and dumb and foolish. And on the outside, they may look that way. But God uses the foolish things to confound the wisdom of the wise. And sometimes you've got to get out of your comfort zone and begin to say, you know what, I'm sick and tired of this. No more. I'm not going to allow this anymore in my life. This is not going to be something that I'm going to take. I don't have to take it. Jesus took it for me, and I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take it. You're not going to harass me. You're not going to dictate to me what I can do and what I cannot do. You're not going to tell me where I can go and where I can't go. You're not going to dictate to me anymore. You are not my, you know, you're not going to occupy my life anymore. This is the line that I'm putting up. Come on now. If it's you, come on up here as we begin to worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. Just say it's over. It's over. It's over. I said it's over. Thank you, Lord. Come on now. Right now, in Jesus' name, and be wild about it. Praise God. Show some activity. Show some emotion. Prayers that move you, move God. Prayers that do not move you, they don't move God. There's no faith in them. There's no faith in them. You got to say, no more, no more. I'm tired of being a whipping bag. I'm tired of being whipped on. I'm tired of it in Jesus' name. I'm tired of it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. No more, no more, no more. Lying in the sand. Hallelujah. Right now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. No more, no more, no more, no more, no more. In Jesus' name, no more, no more, no more, no more. Right now, in Jesus' name, be free, be free, be free, be free, be free. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Be free, be free, be free. In mind, in mind, in mind, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You've got enough in the tank, says the Lord. You've got enough in the tank. You've got enough in the tank. You're sufficient. You've got enough in the tank. Don't look like, don't, don't, don't let the enemy tell you that. Don't let the enemy tell you that you ain't got enough. You ain't got enough to finish. you got more than enough to finish in Jesus' name. More than enough. More than enough. It's all going to be good. It's all going to be good. Don't be fearful of the season ahead. Don't be fearful of retirement. Don't be fearful of what you're going to experience. Know that great freedom and a great season is coming to pass, and you have more than enough, for I am your provider, saith the Lord. He's your provider. He's your provider. Cast that care on the Lord. Cast that care on the Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 Clarity's going to come, says the Lord. Clarity. There's been confusion. There's been confusion. Confusion about the course of your life. Confusion about connections that you have. But the Lord is bringing clarity even now as we even pray right now in the name of Jesus. For he has you. He has you. He has you. He has you. And you shall be whole. You shall be whole. 
shall be whole in the name of Jesus. Cast off the trauma of the past, saith the Lord. Cast off that trauma. Know that my son bore it for you. The pain that he bore for you. Realize that he was your substitute. Realize that he is the one that took your hurt and your pain. And that there is no shame in him and no condemnation, saith the Lord. Be free, be free, be free in Jesus' name. 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 Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The funeral dirge is no longer playing in your life. The funeral dirge is no longer playing in your life. But a song of celebration is rising up within you. Even now, as you begin to burst forth into praise, you will see that this dark cloud has been taken off of your life in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Freedom, 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 in Jesus' name. Torment, leave right now in the name of Jesus. Torment, leave right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Do not be intimidated, saith the Lord. Do not be frustrated and fearful. For I am greater than what you are facing. I am greater than anything that you have experienced. And I will take care of the situation. Know this, that I am for you and not against you. And that I will forever be your rear guard. I will have your back, saith the Lord. Saith the Lord in Jesus' name. apprehensive. Step forward. Step out into what I've called you to do. Step out for I have a holy and mighty call upon your life. There's no time to vacillate. No time to be on the fence. No time to procrastinate saith the Lord. It's time to step up and step out in Jesus name and do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. There's been a harassing spirit that has said that your marriage cannot be at its fullness if you pursue what I've called you to do. Nothing could be more lie than that, saith the Lord, is an absolute lie. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, it will enrich your life. It will enrich your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. I just pray for these dear people right now in Jesus' name. And I just thank you, Father God, for your presence and your power upon them right now. In the name of Jesus come against this right now in the name of Jesus. Anxiety and stress, worry and fear right now we command you in the name of Jesus. Loose your hold right now in Jesus' name. Loose your hold. Loose your hold right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. Loose Loose, loose in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Mm. The pain of the past is gone. The pain of the past is gone. 
for my blood has covered and washed it away. Rise up free of guilt, free of condemnation, free of shame. Know that I am for you, I'm not against you. Know that I will see you through. I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. Be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. There's going to be a season of great joy that's going to come upon you. Great laughter will be heard in your home. And songs of salvation shall echo through its halls, saith the Lord. You will begin to see the victories that you have thought would never change. Things that would never be altered. Things that would never change. Things that you felt stuck in. He is breaking them right now. He's breaking them off of you right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. Break it, break it, break it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Break it right now in the name of Jesus. Break off right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. There's been an incredible pressure on your life. A pressure on your life that's being broken right now in the name of Jesus. You're going to feel the freedom just as if you dove into a, a warm pool of water. You're just going to feel that, that great, great freedom, that great flexibility. Energy, 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 energy in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Jesus name in Jesus name break it off off of the shoulders off of the shoulders off of the shoulders no more burden lifting up lifting up strong in Jesus name hallelujah in Jesus name hallelujah thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord hallelujah you're my princess you're my princess Oh, it doesn't matter what others say about you. It doesn't matter what others say, what they have said. Know that you're my princess. You're the apple of my eye, saith the Lord. Know this and stand in that assurity that you will stand before me, saith the Lord. For people will come and go in your life and people will say many things, but it's what I say that matters. It's what I say that matters. In Jesus' name, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just break this harassment in Jesus' name off of his life right now in Jesus' name. We just thank you, Father God, that this is taken care of in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Stand in that circle, brother. Stand in that circle. Stand in that circle and see your enemies fall. Stand in that circle and see your enemies fall in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We speak life, health, vitality right now in Jesus' name. We come against death. We come against the spirit of death. We come against the spirit that comes to steal and kill and destroy. And we break off any generational curses right now in the name of Jesus. We break that right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for strength right now in Jesus' name. Strength. Strength, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for our brother right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Strength, 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 strength. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
It is I who determines your times and seasons. It is I that determine your length of days, saith the Lord. Look to me. Know that I am the one that holds the key to your heart, that holds the key to your body, that holds the keys to your mind. Know this. Become a slave of mine and not a slave of this system. In Jesus' name, and you'll begin to experience the freedom that you long desire in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, right now, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I just come against any assignment that you put upon my brother right now, in Jesus' name. And I just command in the name of Jesus that these assignments are broken in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Go against the cycle, saith the Lord. Go against the cycle. Go against the cycle. The cycle wants you to respond and react in a certain way. Go contrary to it. When the enemy says, don't do it, do it. When you feel intimidated in your body, do it. Do it. Walk in my freedom. Do not be afraid. Do not be afeared. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Lord is strong and mighty in battle, and he will fight for you, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Freedom, freedom, freedom right now. Line of demarcation in the sand. The line's already been drawn. You drew that line a long time ago. You drew that line, and you're just enforcing. But guess what? You're getting tired. You're getting tired in the midst of the circle. But I thank you for supernatural infusion of strength right now in Jesus' name. Strength for the battle. Strength for the battle. Strength for the battle. Many to be one. Many to be one. Many to be one in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are not alone. You are not alone. The Lord has you. The Lord is your portion. He is your treasure. And He has your back. And He will guide you. Don't get tired. Don't get weary in well-doing. Know that you shall reap if you faint not. Right now, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' name, I just lift up our sister and I just thank you. Right now, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you for strength. Thank you for strength. In Jesus' name, we just come against every harassing thought that would try to torment her at night. In Jesus' name, and we cast them off of her right now. In Jesus' name, I gave you a promise, and you shall see it, saith the Lord. You shall see it in your days. And then, glory. And then, glory, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Receive my strength, sister. Receive my strength. In Jesus' name. Receive it, receive it, receive it. Strength of mind, strength of body. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just break it off right now in the name of Jesus. Break it off in the name of Jesus. Break it off in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Don't be afraid. Step out. Don't be afraid. Step forward. Know that God is leading you and guiding you. 
regardless of what you may face or the opposition that may come against you, God is more than able to cause you to stand, cause you to stand in Jesus' name. Right now, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Nightmares go right now in the name of Jesus. Nightmares go in the name of Jesus. Nightmares go in Jesus' name. Be gone, leave her now in the name of Jesus. No more torment, no more, no more, no more, no more. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Trouble about many things, trouble about your children, trouble about the situation. Cast your care on me, saith the Lord, because I care for you. Don't trouble yourself and trouble your mind with the thoughts of the enemy, thoughts of their destruction, thoughts of their failure. For I am at work, both to will and to do of my good pleasure. Keep interceding, keep praying, saith the Lord. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Serpents will scatter and the scorpions shall flee as you begin to take territory, as you begin to take territory and tread in places. Every place the sole of your foot shall tread upon is yours, saith the Lord. Start treading. Don't, don't be apprehensive. Don't be fearful. Step forward in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' name. Glory to God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. There's a new couple inside of each and every one of you. There's a brand new couple, a brand new couple, a brand new. Steve and Debbie. It's as if there's a cocoon around you right now, and it just feels like you're just isolated and boxed in. And it feels like, you know, it just there's restriction. You know, there's just no margin. But you're breaking out. You're breaking out. You're breaking out. And it's going to become brand new. It's going to be a way of life that you never thought possible. You're going to think, hey, why didn't I find this when I was 30? Why didn't I find this when I was 40? It's going to be a new way of life. And a freedom that you've never experienced before. In Jesus' name. from the Lord. 
We've got counselors that are coming right now. If I could get the counselors to come up right now. We've got counselors that can help you if you need to be born again, if you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if you need healing in your body, if you need deliverance. These people are here to help, to assist. And after I close the service here, they're going to be right here. And so you can come up and ask for prayer in any area, and they're here to pray with you. Amen. This is a day of liberation and freedom. Even for those that may not have come up here and made a declaration and did a line in the sand, but you came up in your heart right where you're at and you said, no more, no more, no more. Amen? No more, no more. There's some pea patches that have been defended here today. There's some harvests that have been defended here today. Amen? Amen? You're not going to have my body. You're not going to have my life. You're not going to have my wife. You're not going to have my kids. You're not going to have my money. You're not going to have my business. You're not going to have any of it. God gave it to me, and I'm going to defend it. I said I'm going to defend it. And I'm going to defend it with the Word of God coming out of my mouth. Amen? Hallelujah! Can we give Him a victory shout? Hallelujah! That was all right. That, that was all right. We need to make something where the devil trembles. Can we give him a victory shout? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! <coughs> Hallelujah. The number one fear that's in this house here today is the cares of this life. It's the cares of this life. And you better stop listening to what you're listening to. Because it's telling you that you're not gonna ever make enough, you're never gonna have enough, you're not gonna have enough gas, you're not gonna have enough. Listen, that's manipulation. Stop listening to it. At the very least, offset it with more word than you are what you're listening to. Amen? Cares of this life. Wondering where I'm going to be tomorrow. Where I'm going to be next week. Wondering what's my financial situation. What's my family going to be like. That's, that's the number one fear that's just permeating this place right now. I'm here to tell you it's a tactic of the enemy to get you to look at that stuff. Jesus says, take no thought. What shall you eat? What shall you wear? He says, don't, don't take any thought. He says, consider the lilies of the field. They neither toil nor spin. They don't busy themselves. But have you ever seen anyone arrayed as beautiful? Not even Solomon, he said, was arrayed as beautiful as one of these. He said, consider the birds of the air. 
said, they don't have jobs. They don't punch a clock. He says, but your heavenly Father takes care of every need that they have. And he has to say this, and he has to say this to you today. I'm going to give you the King Gregory paraphrase version. It says, you're worth more than birds. Come on now. You're worth more than birds. He'll take care of you. He'll take care of you. If he takes care of them, if he takes care of nature, which he's done, he's going to take care of you. You're his child. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. He is so good. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, you're dismissed in Jesus' name.